you guys remember uh, Witness Me from Mad Witness Max Fury me, like, Road? From Mad Max. From Mad Max. Yeah. And yes. <clears throat> yep. I don't really have a good no. follow-up. That movie's been on my mind a lot recently. It's a good movie. It's a good ass movie. It's a great movie. Did you see uh, it again recently? Uh, no, sorry. it's it's because of the Never news about uh, how they just wrapped up filming on the sequel, Furiosa. Just now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Witness me I, I, again. I just got off the phone with her, right? Like Furiosa, I mean, just like a few minutes ago. Oh, Anya Taylor Joy. Wait, it is her, right? Yeah. Playing character. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's Craig. It's Greg. <laughs> it is me. I didn't want to say anything, but it is me. Yeah. Congratulations. I saw man. that movie within the last six months. The movie is phenomenal. It is. All right. We pod. We die. We pod again. Welcome, everybody, to the Broken Campfire podcast. That was, that was just a little prelude to the type of in-depth, intellectual, hard-hitting commentary you could expect on the Broken Campfire podcast about games and other media. That was an other media actually from games right there though i think there was a game about that movie and actually i think people kind of liked it mad max was all right i mean it's one of those very like middle of the road ubisoft style games but it's fun enough okay okay i'm your host andy i'm joined by actually four other hosts that's kind of the benefit it's like most podcasts will give you like one host and like a couple of guests or something we actually give you five hosts uh, there's Andy, there's John, Flash, Greg, and then there's Vito. Everybody's what was back that, uh, What was that one Mad Max game? I don't think it was Mad Max. Rage, I think it was called? That sucked? <laughs> there are, yeah, there are a lot of Mad Max games out there. Like Rage. Yeah, I was just talking about like the one that came out around the same time as the movie. And that was unremarkable because I remember people being like, Oh, hey, you know, for like a franchise video game, this is actually pretty good. Hmm. Pretty good. <clears throat> I think, yeah. I think people liked it even more than than that. Like I heard, it's actually like a decent game. It's decent, yeah. And well, if you played it, I'm talking to the listeners. If you played it and you want to let us know what you thought, check out. Uh, hit me up on the Twitter at Broken Campfire or on the email brokencampfire@gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we've been doing actually a lot of content recently on the YouTube's, but really on the Twitch, then flask laboriously and. Uh, with love, cuts them up and posts them on the YouTube for quick digestion. We got a Dino Crisis full run of that, uh, Flash's first run of that, and um, <clears throat> my ongoing run of Silent Hill 3, my first run of that with Flash commentary. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. But for now, for now, at this moment, I actually do want to hear a little bit more from Flash about what, what, what could you have possibly, you, I mean, what could you have possibly done in the last week? Well, well, well. Before we even get into that, I mean, I gotta, I gotta say to my my buddy Flask here, he did a good job hosting last week without us. Oh, thank you. Did you guys? Oh, right, uh, yeah. Check I was gonna say, out. did you guys, you guys enjoy my bit where I made it the spookiest episode yet by not being there? Ooh. Dude, Flask Flask was creepy that episode. Like he was kind of creeping me creeping me out. <laughs> yeah, crazy. They were uh He was doing like this he was doing like this crip creeper thing, but it, I don't I think it went over more as just weird, right? <laughs> I think there were three, I think there were three people on that episode. I think that I think Yeah. God, uh, uh, that there was were. last week. What the That was hell? last well, week. You guys Fla- did a good yeah. job. I listened to it Flask today. Had more, give credit where credit's due, you know. I think Flask had more than one character, but I don't I don't. Was there, <laughs> was there was there three of them? I guess, I guess there might have been. 
right, but you think no, it was no. you wait wait you thought it was Flask playing himself and then also playing two other two other characters. I'm good. At yeah, two voices. or three other characters. Yeah, I, I, like I, I said, would, I, I don't remember how many people were in the play. I'm I'm not discounting the presence of John and Greg, but I would listen to that podcast. That's interesting. Okay, it sounds like you may be doing <laughs> it. It sounds like you're yeah, you're sounds like you're kind of making us feel like shit. Personally, I didn't yeah. listen to the last episode because um, what the fuck? Oh wow. Well Oh my god. That's really embarrassing. I well, wouldn't I, say that. I didn't host it, so it probably wasn't that good. No, I'm kidding. I actually listened to it and I enjoyed it. It was great. Um, it was really great. I want I wanna say they'll they'll all mention it a little bit later on, Flask. Uh, you did pretty much perfectly capture my thoughts on Barbarian. So, oh, great. Uh, that was good. Uh, movie I'm glad. Some of us have seen recently. Uh, but no, it was a great episode. I, um, I looked up that movie after uh, after we were done with the podcast. And it was about Vikings. And <laughs> I did not expect it to be about that. Oh, okay. And I, I'm going to dive, actually... Well, fuck it. We can make this the first part of Flask's Roundtable, because I'm following up on something that Flask said last episode. Sure, sure. Uh, you I'm said uh, spoiler brunker myself. Yeah, I, I, yeah this yeah. is going to go straight into barbarian spoilers, I guess. Though I, I yeah. don't want to be too explicit. I just, I have a question about the title. No, right, yeah, just, just uh, poke me when you guys finish. No, if anybody else wants, jump in there. No, nope. Spoilers for barbarian until fifteen fifty one. All right, now that video's gone. Flex, okay. what'd you do this week? Uh, <laughs> You you said you I feel like you kind of overstated. You said that the title becomes kind of obvious to you. Oh, did I? I don't know. Well, I maybe maybe you didn't say the word obvious, but like you said it in a tone that was like, "Oh yeah, you'll figure it out." Oh, I gotta I, say, I I still left I still left the theater thinking like, literally, why did they call that movie Barbarian? It's a really bad title for that movie. Like, it's a cool title. I but, agree. It means almost nothing about what the movie actually is. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree with you. I'm not saying I'm not saying you disagree with that, but like, in your opinion, why is the movie called Barbarian? Uh, I, my percept or my my take on it was that uh, it's referring to the definition of barbarian that means like primitive, uh, and that it's supposed to re- refer to the the woman the the. Uh, okay. The mother. The degenerated woman. I, yeah, I hadn't uh, mapped primitive on the barbarian. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking the same that it was. It was referring to the, the the woman, but it was more just because she's like fucking big and strong. You know what I mean? I was like, really? Is that is that the only reason they called it barbarian? I mean, yeah, she is. She does have freak cave woman strength. Also, it could be referring to. The way that men act like barbarians or something when it comes to women, because like that's I did kind of think that. So there's there's multiple interpretations, I guess. It's still a bad thing, but I felt like you know, like almost like you can almost see like a word like brute working better, like men acting brutish and this Mm -hmm. and this woman being brutish. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's a good title either, but like barbarian wasn't a great title. I wonder if it's specifically barbarian because they wanted to sort of obfuscate things and maybe like give you a different idea of what the movie might be about, what the secret might be. I think that's definitely a good, a good idea. But like, like I think Greg was saying last week, I I went into this movie cold. My brother texted me and asked me if I wanted to go and was like, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I totally 
before I read the description, before going to the theater, I totally expected it was going to be like a Viking thing or like a medieval thing, a fantasy thing, something like that. You know what I mean? And the movie, like, subverting your expectations is good, but like when you just map it onto something that is totally not, you're going to alienate people, you know? Sure. I saw I saw the poster, actually, uh, before seeing the movie. So I saw that the poster, I believe, is the main woman standing in like a modern modern ish doorway yeah. uh like above some stairs maybe even so i think i knew already in my head that it wasn't viking times um while we're on spoilers i'll I'll just say restate kind of like your main thesis was that it was a really cool it was a good movie that was had a really cool first 45 minutes and then kind of petered out in the second half you know it's a fair way to say that yeah i just i i liked the the first 40 minutes of build up where it's very like naturalistic or more organic feeling building up a sense of tension i liked that more than the more tropey horror movie stuff no i i totally agree personally at the same time like it it was almost extra disappointing because um first of all i i enjoy the movie a lot and i recommend people see it so i'm going to talk about how the second half wasn't as good but I'm not saying don't watch it because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that movie we saw as a group that I really liked a couple a couple years ago? Uh, the Korean, I want to say it was a Korean zombie film, The Revenant. No, oh, Train to Busan. No, no, it was about it was about More Peninsula. The, oh, one it was cut about of the, the filmmaker. Dead. One cut of the dead. Right. That was and that movie, movie had like a really fun structure where like every 30 minutes it was shifting to almost an entirely different story but you're just seeing a different perspective of the same story mm-hmm. um i could feel this movie trying to do that you know what I mean? oh yeah and yeah I, f- I get you and it, when that first happened and we like jumped to the guy uh who's getting me tooed driving down um <laughs> the pacific highway in california like i was actually pretty thrilled because i was like oh man this movie's gonna go places um but like you said, it, it actually kind of doesn't. Like it, it, it sort of peters out and becomes a bit more tropey. Like it felt like I'm not saying they literally took that inspiration from One Cut of the Dead, but they were definitely going for something like that, and it didn't land for me in the second half. Like it yeah. ultimately wasn't like you said. Ultimately, wasn't as interesting as what they were doing in the first half with the slow build up of tension. I really love the first 20 minutes of that movie. I think it could work as a short film. You know what I mean? Yeah, It'd be a lot of fun. Especially if you delivered on the buildup with something like satisfyingly uh, dramatic, inter- but like related to the tension that you've been built, the specific variety of tension you've been building up. Very yeah. like mundane. You're not really sure if you should be feeling nervous, <laughs> you know, and it like just an uncomfortable situation. I don't always like those, but in this case, I, I was enjoying it. And I'm not saying even that like there wasn't effective stuff in the latter half, you know, they, the filmmaking itself was not bad at all. And there was like, no, for sure. You know, like the, the, you know, the dark tunnels and something lurking and being trapped in a situation. That's all, you know, effective horror movie stuff. It was all cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was just ultimately actually kind of slow and not as interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, if we, if I were to point to one specific example, not to harp on this for too long, but the last time they do the kind of like cutaway to something totally different and we see the flashback scene of the dead and like nothing happens. Like, oh, yeah, it, just... I guess it was kind of cool, but like it just totally broke the tension and it was unnecessary. And that felt, I don't know, this isn't a word I should use cause I'm not 
a real critic, but it felt self-indulgent. You know what I mean? It felt like they were just trying something that didn't really work and they didn't want to take it out. It's especially odd because it feels like they were thought that that was necessary to set up who that character is when you meet him as an older man. But you could have very easily just contextually just, yeah contextually yeah. inferred what he was all about when you meet meet him as an old man you really didn't I mean all you need all you would need is to establish that he's a man like you walk in you see an old man on the fucking bed and then you look over and, and you see a row of videotapes with like girls names on it exactly you know I mean? like that that tells you everything that you need to know about the situation and then that the scene did nothing Justin Long would go like what the fuck? What's your what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, and he saw the tape, so he knows it's the guy, you know. Yeah. I guess one added point that maybe wasn't explicit on in your discussion to John. Um the movie does take place in Detroit, and it being in Detroit feels like a theme of the movie. Like there's a lot about how Detroit changed over the years and about this specific neighborhood. Um, that's kind of going on in the background. Not in caveman times, but you're <laughs> telling me again. Yeah, no, it, it takes place in modern times with no, a bit. I'm just in, such a fucking shit. Just a little bit so in like the 80s. Stupid. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm <laughs> I just want to comment that if you're, I could see it being possible if you're a Detroit native that you get more out of this movie than I did. The Flask, you're pretty well also a Detroit native yeah. and you didn't. So. Yeah, I mean, well. I personally like Detroit as a horror setting. I think it's cool as one. Natural? Yeah, naturally horrific. Uh, <laughs> no, but because of there are still parts of Detroit that are just exceedingly dilapidated as if civilization is just abandoned, you know, in that right. place. Right. So as a horror setting, I think it works. It's kind of a unique place within the United States. Um, and it has been used, you know, it was in uh, It Follows and... Uh, uh, don't breathe. Was, I believe uh, was Candy also Man set there. Can- there. Candyman also? was in, I want to say like Chicago. I think maybe not, but not in Detroit. I don't believe, unless the new one was set in Detroit. I'm, maybe the new I'm one. I'm gonna look is. that up. But it was definitely in like a, or maybe not. I actually don't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Detroit works as a, a horror setting. And in this one, I you know I like the I like the yeah, setting of I like the setting of the one pristine house in the neighborhood that's completely abandoned it's like why is yeah. this even here and why yeah. the fuck why the fuck would you as an airbnb sta- uh, guest just see that neighborhood and that one house that's pristine and not run the hell away <laughs> yeah why would you go to that neighborhood even for the cheapest of prices damn also i will say that that is one thing that kind of bugged me um the whole double booking thing ended up being just a complete red airing like there was literally no contextual reason for why this happened and why the management company wasn't aware of it it just kind of like played off as a gag which i was definitely waiting for delivery on that yeah which i don't know i guess it's fine but it it is kind of a specific and weird premise to like just try to attribute to like a computer bug and not the fact you know it could have easily been some malevolent force working there Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah, I think so. All right, that's Barbarian. Let's get Vito back in here. Hey, Vito. Flask, what else? Uh, that was Barbarian, which you did like two weeks ago, so that doesn't count. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my round table. Thanks for coming. Great. Let's move on. 
Uh, actually, I did watch a couple other things and play a couple other things. Okay, sure. I, I guess you can talk about them just really quickly. Just real know. quick, yeah. Yeah, make it quick. Uh, I watched Wendell and Wild, a new movie on Netflix from uh, one up. from director Henry Selleck, who is uh, is that a um, spinoff uh, Tim of Burton, Twin Peaks? Uh, fucking Nightmare Before Christmas guy. Yeah, the director of Nightmare Before Christmas and uh, Coraline, Ooh. which is one of my favorite films. Just plain one of my favorites. James favorite and the Giant James Peach, and the Giant right? Peach, one of my childhood favorites. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love Henry Selleck's work. Uh, this was his new movie, the first since Coraline in 2009, so that's a long gap. Uh, yeah. St- uh, stop motion, obviously. Stop motion animation. Probably the most stylistically cool and uh, smoothly animated film that he's ever done. I mean, that he's ever helmed. Obviously, it's a team of people making these amazing films. It looks amazing. It looks great. Uh, the maybe the best stop motion picture made so far in terms of animation quality. Um, has a great soundtrack too. It's kind of got like a punk rock soundtrack a little bit. Um, the story is not good, unfortunately, and the characters feel sort of strange, uh, sort of underbaked. It makes me sad because. This again, yeah. This was his first feature in quite some time, and it didn't really work as a movie. It looked amazing, sounded great, didn't work as a plot. Um, I wanted to love it, but uh, I mean the the plot is about a punk rock girl contending with demons, and I was like, how did they get funding to make this movie for specifically me? Because that is so my jam. Uh, but unfortunately, at the end of the day, the execution was pretty messy. Uh, Key and Peel play the Wendell and Wild, the titular demons. They gave enjoyable performances. Uh, and again, the stop motion animation is stellar, but the movie, I think, overall doesn't really work, which is unfortunate. And that is a bummer. Yeah. There's a bummer. I just saw some article. That Henry Selleck was um, asking for a little credit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's just a shame that he wasn't getting credit for some of the movies where Tim Burton was involved and even some where he wasn't involved. Oh, yeah. People attribute his style to Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton was a producer on Nightmare Before Christmas, and it was attributed to him in marketing. And then he then went on to make Corpse Bride, which was also stop-motion animated, but that didn't involve Henry Selleck. So then his style was solidified and then retroactively solidified as like Henry Selleck yeah. style because of the creepy stop motion stuff. I was at a Halloween trivia night um, like a week before Halloween at a bar and uh, we cleaned up just so you know. Nice. And uh, one of the questions, though, was who directed Nightmare Before Christmas and every single team, including ours, said Tim Burton. And we all got it wrong. Wow. Fake. Yeah. Fans. I know if you were there, yeah, <laughs> it would it would have gone differently. Definitely. Yeah, and then like I would have definitely gotten that wrong, and I would have been pissed off about it. <laughs> what the fuck? I would I would have wanted to pull up my phone and look it up immediately. <laughs> so this is a this is a net recommend or or not? I mean, Wendell not really. Wild. No, I don't think the movie works. But if you're look Damn. if you're just going into it for stylistic smooth as hell stop motion animation you're gonna get that and it's it's really cool visually 
and the soundtracks. Sounds like Wendell's not going to make the top cut in the Flasks uh, five up this year. No, not quite. Sorry. <laughs> um, I was going to mention like Leica also worked on Corpse, Corpse Bride and then went on to work on Coraline and other stuff. So there's like it's very incestuous the stop motion feature community, and Tim Burton I'm basically sure, yeah. gets credit for it all for no reason, <laughs> even though he's just a producer on some of the films. Uh, so yeah, Henry Selick deserves that's good branding. I guess all the, yeah, definitely he is a brand. Are Burton. We, are we saying fuck Tim Burton? No, no. Are we I mean, he has, are we saying that? He has are you a career of good right work. Here? I mean, not maybe in the last. 20 or so years necessarily i mean how much of that is tim burns fault how much of that is like you know marketing and like mm -hmm. stupid audiences fault you know what i mean probably a lot more the latter than his own personal uh yeah. <laughs> but i mean you know you, you're getting good shit coming your way you're not going to be like nah absolutely yeah henry yeah, selick all right that's a disappointment still a good director though i mean he Coraline is amazing and his other movies are also really special uh, I also watched on Netflix as well, actually, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, which is his new oh, anthology man. series. I'm so psyched for this. This is going to be a Spookvember thing for the boys. Okay, yeah. This, yeah, this aired over the course of the, the end of October. Um, also not, I mean, nothing, nothing related to the other one, but uh, also not great. Gotta be honest. I mean like average pretty much across the board um mm -hmm. this is i'm not defending it but it's an anthology right so yes. aren't most anthologies kind of mixed by by nature i would say so I know you could be selective about things but i feel like i've never seen an anthology where i was like man every story was fire no i i agree i would just say that there's no real standouts from this one and there's no uh, there's a couple duds maybe but like it's very middle ground across the board. You're talking about the whole thing. How many? It was like six episodes or something? Eight. Eight episodes. Okay. And the whole thing, there was no standouts. Damn, that's a bummer. The best episode is probably three. Uh, the third episode, The Autopsy. That one has the highest IMDb rating. Has a full like one or two point lead on IMDb. So people are really liking that oh. one. That's probably the best. Yeah. Hmm. This is on Excuse what? Service? This is on Netflix. Yep. Netflix. Yeah, I don't really have Netflix. Oh, can you just <laughs> kind of like. Maybe you could, like, you know, YouTube it or something. Don't you have, like, a niece or something, John? I have Alex. I'll hook it up, John. What's, um. What's Guillermo del Toro's role in this? Is he a curator? Is he involved uh, in the films? I don't actually know. He's the curiosity. He's the <laughs> he's the curiosity. Yeah. He killed the cat himself. Yes, he loves it. Um, I don't know actually. I think he just I think he just brought this assemblage of directors and writers together to make episodes of a show that has his name on it. Uh, maybe he's producing stuff as well. I mean, he has clout, so. Uh, He's an executive producer. Okay. Uh, he's also served as a writer for multiple episodes and handpicked other writers and, and directors to helm other episodes. All right. That, okay. That's about what I would have expected. Yeah. Um, I mean, Guillermo del Toro is not like, he doesn't have this secret sauce, in my opinion, as far as horror movie goes. People like to call him like a horror auteur. He, he isn't. He's a pretty schlocky guy. Uh, you know, his directing and writing is is fairly like 
he likes monsters, which is totally cool, but he, he likes monsters. He's not a subtle writer or director, but you got to love some of his stuff. Some of his stuff is kind of, eh. Um, and so a, an anthology series curated by him. If you are a fan of Del Toro and you kind of already know his style, you know what you're going to get. You know what kind of show he's going to have put together and curated. Um, there are monsters in the show, which is cool. A lot of great effects work, but uh, very little subtlety in any of these stories. Um, and that's endemic to modern horror overall. But like, yeah, it's, there's the show is full of very surface level stuff. Um, a lot of gore and shock value over creepiness and insinuation. Um even the stories, it, and it does adapt some stories from literature. Like, it, it adapts a couple Lovecraft stories. Some of the other ones are actually just, like, they feel like Lovecraft stories, even though I don't think they're, right. they are. Um, but even the ones that adapt stories directly, that in their original form were more subtle, it dispenses with the subtlety that existed, with the restraint that existed in the original work, and just goes for ewes people going ew and like holy shit because someone is all mm. bloody or whatever <laughs> um and I, you know i like schlocky horror don't get me wrong but y you live in hope that this stuff will elevate itself or something but rarely does um but you should know what you're getting into i would say yeah the second episode is fun uh the third episode is probably the best uh there are a couple duds in there like four and Seven. Oh, each each episode is a full tale. Four and six, maybe. Uh, four and six, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Each it's an anthology, so each episode is okay. completely disconnected from the other. I thought the maybe it, an episode would be like a couple of tales. Okay, maybe yeah. we'll watch one after this. Yeah, that makes it easier to pick out. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah I would say maybe <clears> like <throat> if you're gonna watch any of them, two, three, and two, three, seven, and eight, maybe I don't know. Uh, okay. kind of underbaked across the board. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, I'm hoping this is one of those things where me and Flask really disagree. And it's cool. I hope I Maybe am too. Just not hyping me up. I hope that I, my, I, I, in most cases of me getting down on things, I hope that my standards are too high because I love when people enjoy stuff. Like, I wish I could enjoy everything I watch or yeah. like whatever. I, I think that your standards are high and i don't i'm that's not a bad thing at all and that's why i i love and respect you but i i do think that with most things that you disrecommend it's possible that you get more enjoyment out of them when you experience yeah. them yeah yeah i can see that i've seen that happen before and in a good in a good way i mean that. yeah and, and i try to like include what i think general audiences might feel about them i feel like general audiences are probably like this more than me for sure um, right. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if this if this show did well. So maybe like 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 a slower folk like John. Yeah, the slow folk out there. Uh, okay, John, you you might like this. I might like it. I think I'm gonna like it. I think I'm gonna actually play me my new favorite piece of media. Maybe wouldn't that be wonderful? We'll think about it. I replace One Piece. <laughs> and they're really on the same that's caliber. Happen. They're going for the same effect. Um, the real question is, are you a man of the future or a man of the past? What does that mean? It was. It was like Simon. Well, 
in the new hit Steam video game, The Pass Within. Are oh, yeah. You, we talked about this before. I can't remember where we landed. Are you going to play Future or Pass? I had this on my wish list. I was going to mention it to you later. Um, yeah, I kind of already bought it for both of us. I think... I forget what I said last time. Did I say Pass last time? I feel I feel like we went on me future and you passed. Yeah, I, I think that sounds right. What, okay. what are we talking about? Sorry, I missed the. Uh, There's a game that just came out. I missed the segue. Because there was no, there was no segue. <laughs> Andy uh, just started talking just about quite, a different topic. Uh, it's a classic Andy segue. <laughs> yeah, the past within is a new co-op experience from Rusty Lake. This is a game that you guys are planning on on. Is one of you playing a tiny person inside the other? Oh god, I hope so. But yeah. Demo out now. Oh, or you could just buy it for $4. Astute podcast listeners may remember that my last experience with Rusty Lake was not positive. But uh, hopefully this one is nothing like that one. I'm going to make sure he doesn't have a bad time. Rusty Lake Hotel. Yeah, Andy's going to be with me, so this time we'll be fine. We'll have a good time. This is this is crazy. This is a six dollar game, but they offer a demo. That's cool. That's yeah, wild. that's pretty wild to me. I'm just saying, like they don't, you don't. I'm and sorry, in my in my mind, you do not need to offer a demo of your game six bucks. It's like either buy it or don't buy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I suppose. Like it's prob it's probably an hour long. This game, you don't need to offer me a demo. That's cool. That's pretty based. Yeah. What else no, you got? No, no problem with demos <laughs> ever. Um, as far yeah, as far as stuff I played, uh, I played Saturnalia, Saturnalia, which uh, came out free on on uh, the Epic Game Store this past week, uh, the end of October. It's that game we saw a trailer for a bit ago that has this sketchy art style, sort of an Aha's take on me, sketchy animated person texture take uh, on me. yes that song that's the song i was referencing take specifically the music video for that song right uh I remember. sketchy art style purple fog set in a small italian town cool. uh this is the one that we said Vito needs to play because it's set in a small italian town it's a horror game set in a small italian town why why is that do i like small town horror stories is that me it's a it's a game set in a small italian town Oh, Italian. Oh, small Italian town. <laughs> Italian. Okay. You yes. ever heard of it? Italian. You should have said Italian. Oh, I sorry. sorry. What you said. My bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You are you're running around a town as, as multiple characters. You can switch between characters. Uh, there's a oh, mo- this is an Italian holiday, right? I'm sorry. To, Saturnalia. I'm interrupting. Is it Italian originating? But I, I know the I know the holiday, but like, is that an Italian originating word? Honestly, I, 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 I don't really know. Okay. I've only heard the word and i feel oh yeah it's an ancient roman festival okay okay roman yeah in honor of the god saturn gotcha so yeah you're running around town as multiple characters uh you're evading a monster trying to uncover clues collect items uh to progress in different areas of the of the town like an adventure game third person uh yeah i i really expected to like this more than i did just based on like seeing the trailer um i found the experience of progress pretty frustrating uh but i persisted i did complete the game uh the gameplay is a lot of running around and finding keys and tools that act as keys stuff like that 
uh, which wouldn't be too bad. That would be like typical adventure gamey fare. If not for the darkness perimeter that uh, obscures everything more than like 10 feet away from you at all times. Mm. So it's not even the dark of night that you're really contending with. It's like a darkness fog volume that exists in a perimeter around your character. Uh, and you can see like lights and stuff in the distance, but there's like a wall of darkness fog <laughs> around you. And it's just, it's a very upset, like mentally taxing effect for some reason. At least I felt that way. Um, I, I feel that way in games. Yeah. It like, it like made me exhausted to not be able to yeah. see a specific amount in front of me, like very close to me in front of my eyes, yeah, but also be able to see stuff like a little bit further on is weird. Uh, and the only way to I light bet, up your yeah. surroundings at all is by lighting very short lived matches, which you have, which are a consumable item. You have, you find them in the environment. So you always have a finite supply of them. Um, Sounds and, like a bad game. Uh, kind of jank indie game. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bad game. Flash won't bad. say I will. Listeners, it's a bad game. So you can, okay. you can navigate outdoors by sort we of just like recommend. stumbling down paths and getting familiar with the layout, except um, the town changes if all your characters die. Like the layout of the town changes <laughs> to to make a so that when you are revived or when you've loaded up a save that you can't just go to the last you can't just go based on memory right you, you have, have to, to relearn, relearn the entire the town. town yeah that's 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 cool i like that it's cool in theory <laughs> in practice it feels like a big time waster because you you, you gotta, get like, to the point where all the shops are and shit yeah exactly you got to refine all the locations that you need to get to uh, and granted, once you reach a certain point of progression, you stop having to go to certain places. But it's still very annoying because, like, the town is difficult to navigate. At least it was for me, especially because of the darkness volume around you. Um, it it feels very easy to get lost, or it did for me. Um, I've played a lot of games with oppressive darkness, but, you know, too many to count. But, like, this was a novel stressor. Yeah, I, I live in it. <laughs> you live in darkness? Oppressive darkness. Oh, this game has medium to high reviews, like all across the board. It looks like. Yeah, I saw all the review outlets giving it a lot of praise, and I'm like, I get it. Eighty percent on Metacritic. I just saw a rock paper shotgun review that was like giving it high praise. Yeah, I I get it, and with all the frustrations of the gameplay, I would somehow still recommend it to a particular type of player. Like, I, I've seen the outlets that do, like, adventure game stuff, giving good, good reviews, and I can understand that because when you, when you kind of remove the stuff that was, like, stressing me out and being taxing on my mind, I can see how it's, like, a decent adventure game. It's, it's pretty good in that regard. It's like, you're, you know, you're finding out information. If you're getting into it, if you're feeling that it's, it's worthwhile to learn this stuff and uh, develop the plot and the characters and... Uh, you know, make make progress in little ways and and build up to uh, major progress. Then it's it's a it's a pretty good adventure game actually. Uh, so someone who's maybe into older adventure games might enjoy this more than I did. Uh, might even hold their hand a little too much. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was just the like the the trappings of the gameplay that were really grating on me. So if you can get past that, then you'd probably have a better time than I did. Um. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's it's also one of those games where if you stay in darkness too long without a light, your character goes insane and you're like Sadly. reset to the last lit place you were in. So God forbid you run out of matches in a place where you need to go through a long dark corridor because you just you just can't. You just can't. You have to go like reset the town and find matches again. But yeah, um that's my yeah, that's my take on it. I I was stressed out by it and didn't didn't feel good playing it, but I did finish it and I would recommend it to a certain type of player. Saturnalia. Well, nobody here, right? Pro- probably not anybody here. It's weird that every time you say a certain type of player, I feel like you're you're implying me for some reason. Oh, <laughs> no, in this case, no. So, I mean, sometimes I maybe I am, but not in this case necessarily. Although, you know, try it out, see for yourself. Uh, but no, but I, I was I was feeling that way each time as like a uh, um, an insecurity. Okay. <laughs> like God, I, I hope I'm not the one who's recommending this game for because it sounds like this game sucks. Right. He doesn't expect me to play it, right? He doesn't, right? Fuck. Is he talking about me right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe not anyone here actually. I mean, none of you were like the the person Never I was describing. Had that worry. Old adventure kid, kid. game liker. I don't. I don't see any of you as that. Me, maybe the most of all of anybody anybody here would what play you, like an older adventure that. game. Um, Paradigm is a good game. Shush, 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 Isn't that crazy that Greg beat it? Played it. Game that I, I wouldn't even conceivably think he would ever play. <laughs> but Vito won't touch it. Maybe you would like this game, Vito. No, I'd probably hate it. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Flask, I was distracted for a second there. Are you, are you done with your round table? No, I have one more thing. Short thing. Okay. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I also played. Uh, the new Resident Evil Village DLC, Shadows of Rose. Oh, how was that? Did you, oh. play, did you play that game enough, dude? Oh, yeah, I don't think you played that game what, enough. Really enough hours run through number game. 10? Yeah. Was uh, Shadow of Rose good? <laughs> I bought it, but I haven't played it yet. I, I considered doing another run through with third person mode, but I decided against that and decided just to play the DLC. It's only like two to three hours of content, the, the DLC. Um, the plot is fairly insubstantial and low stakes. Um, it's one of those premises where you, you have to ask, like, is this the best, most interesting development they could come up with to spend resources on for a whole DLC package? Uh, oh. I get its purpose and the effect it has as the end of the, like they said in the, the marketing, the, the end Ethan of Winters the winter's story. story. Yeah, exactly. But still pretty insubstantial uh and and low impact i would say the way it's all related is well done so it's not like it's also badly told or whatever it's just nothing of consequence um a lot of asset reuse a lot of asset reuse um it feels like well i mean yeah yes i mean that was gonna happen yes but also you might expect them to have done something, but instead they like it. This is like mod tier asset reuse. <laughs> they like they introduce some new things, but mostly asset reuse. Um, it it really Charlie. does feel like they threw together an empty plot to reuse assets to get a DLC out. Um, there are a couple of cool moments, but in service of nothing, really. Maybe like an emotional payoff of some sort. Um, but I thought it could have been 
better done even with what they had at their disposal. I don't know. It, as I said, it's well related and everything. It's just kind of little consequence. Um, feels very smooth to play. You know, just a top of the line third person survival action is, game. I was going to say, is it first or third? Third person. You're you're behind uh, Rose's back with a camera. You can turn the camera around. Um, and I don't think there is. I don't think you can go to first person in this DLC. Uh, I think it's just third person by default. So yeah, it's it's fun yeah, enough to play though. Third person mode to the, the normal game, right? Yes, that's yep. why I said earlier. I was I was considering before playing this DLC doing another run in third person, but I decided against it. I was like, I, I don't want to do that right now. Uh, I've already, as you said, I've already played the game enough. Uh, but yeah, the DLC is fun to play, smooth to play, feels good. That's it. Uh, feels good, but is of little consequence. That's my <laughs> bite-sized review. Shadows of Rose. Okay, sounds good. And now I'm just looking forward to Shadows what they'll do, Rose. you know, going forward I, I, in the Resident Evil franchise. I hope they... Uh, I'm so confused at how Capcom chooses what to spend resources on. Yeah. Uh, you ever watched that episode of South Park years and years ago where they, like, the market's failing and they like cut off a chicken's head and like throw <laughs> yeah. it in the middle of the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what they well, did. For some reason, I, I thought it, you were yeah, talking yeah. about the the episode where they reveal that Family Guy chooses his jokes jokes based on a manatee right. hitting a a wall of buttons or whatever. <laughs> different, different, what? different, oh, different episodes, but same, same idea, same, same premise. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Flash. Yeah. Let's move on to John. Move on to John. Boo! Moving I mean, on yeah. to John. Hello. What have you been up to the last week or so, my friend? Oh, what have we been up to? Well, we, as a group, have been playing Grounded. Got in further than ever. Uh, Thoroughly. Perhaps arrived. the farthest. Yawn. Sorry. Oh. Right. I, yeah, I don't know what I just want to say at the top, I said this before oh, yeah. the pod, I will say it again. Oh, Vito, he just posted <laughs> to the podcast chat, he'll be right back. You know what? We're going to sit here and wait. Flask can cut the time if he wants. No, we're going to sit here and wait, Vito. Wait for what? Grounded talk? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what did, we, what did we do last time since we've... Uh, you know, talked about this. We, we we got to the upper yard. We uh we rescued the prune face. We uh we've killed some <laughs> bugs. Everybody's got pretty good uh armor and, and and weaponry. Uh we discovered actual magic in the backyard. Yeah, that was cool. It's a cool development. That was cool. It was uh, cool. You guys have anything to say about this? You guys have Flask and uh, Andy are also playing with me? Well, I was, uh, was going to say, I'm really disappointed there's not another grounded group going. It's well, just, you know. uh, to be honest, they they wouldn't make it. I mean, I'll just... I mean, they there. wouldn't make it. Like, the Termite King? I mean, come on. One, they don't have a builder like Alex. He's our secret weapon, for sure. He is our... I wouldn't have built anything. I, I, I'll go around... <laughs> I'll collect all the ingredients you need. I'll kill a million bugs. God, we would be I'm a, not a builder. You remember like our base in like the very first time we played, where it was just it was just the, a the clearing that we would. Yeah, the rumpus room. We would. It was just a giant clearing that we built 
grass walls all the way around, and we just tried to keep the grass down because, like, we lived out in the open and shit. Animals. We were like animals. Now we have, like, a nice-ass house. And the crazy yeah. thing is, like, he built the house, like, the very first thing, and we've not done, like, any modifications to it because we haven't needed to. It's, like, perfect. Enough. Uh, we have a tower that reaches up to, uh, I don't know. Tickle God's some feet. quick math that doesn't actually make sense because it's scaling drawing, but it's like five feet. Uh, yeah, it's it's visible from everywhere in the yard. <laughs> but we are we yeah. are in the end game. We're at a point now where if we wanted to, we could initiate the the, the final sequence to the game. Like I said, you know, I mean, I think me and Andy have been doing some peeping. I think I. And I didn't totally 100% confirm this. I'm like 90% sure. I believe there is a good ending and a bad ending. Uh, I don't want to say anything, but yeah, there is. I, I, yeah. Like, yeah, I I, like you. Like you. I was just doing some peeping and other things, and it happened to cross my glance. I didn't read very many details, but I'm willing to bet we got to do all the reasonable stuff. Like all the mixers and all the bosses. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I Which agree. we already, I think, would do even without. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, right now we're kind of going through the yard, sweeping up optional stuff. Uh, we're pretty close to just there's uh, three that I know of um, optional bosses in the game. Uh, they have to fight. One of them I think is a big spider, which nor we've already done. Like who gives a shit? <laughs> you know. Uh, one of them is a mantis, I think. And then I haven't been. I don't know where it is. Flash has seen it. What we fight like two beetles at once or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. The more I'm, Whoa. the further we're getting into the game, I'm not sure how much of a real quote unquote boss that is because it's two oh, of the enemies that, like that we. Like yeah, an, I got you. Yeah, it, and it I think it was only guarding a mob more. spawn. Gotcha. We gotta do a big ass combing. We gotta do a big ass combing of the map for molars too. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how much we've we've all run around different parts of the lower yard since we got the mole more scanner but we should definitely do that i have found quite a few i mean i even today i was running around the uh upper yard i, I found at least three three or so okay uh but i am rambling now i'm rambling We're just going over all ground and stuff but yeah i'm having fun with the game i'm enjoying it i think it's great game of the year contender right now for me uh just how much time I'm and fun I'm having it. And uh, I'm excited to keep playing. For a little while. I feel like you guys did get a, a ton of, get some long legs out of this one. And we're not even done yet. I For mean, sure. like I said, we could be. <clears throat> and we're definitely on the, the last, you know, leg of it. But absolutely, dude. We've been playing quite some time. Yeah. And it's a Game Pass game. I would, you know, it, I, I, you know, I missed the boat on that. I probably won't. I just won't play that again. But. You know, it sounds like a lot of fun. I wish I, I wish I could have been involved. I mean, you can play it solo. If you... Nah, nah, I don't. Yeah, well, you can, Greg, you can join Greg's group when, or Greg's group when he tries to. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you guys like to talk. You know, they like to talk shit. Let me tell you, we're talking about our little bugs. They, they like to, their little comments in there. I mean, yeah. They are just bugs, though, right? They Whoa, are just bugs. But you know. They'd probably have They're spider bugs. coward mode on. Just like step. Oh, well, think about this video. You know, some flies. people, some people like refuse to squash bugs when they're they're normal size. You know, they're afraid yeah, of them. Not me. I, I fear, relish in it. The fear takes over. You know, they're a hundred times bigger, but they're afraid. Now, could you imagine if it was bigger than you? 
it's it's crazy, John. It's like everybody who doesn't play this game, they just talk mad shit. And yet, I don't see them killing a single bug. I've never seen not a single bug. I don't know. Just I hear you guys. You're like, oh, watch out! It's two beetles. It's like, all right, guys, relax. It's all right, hey, Vito, it's a what fucking we, beetle. Well, it's uh, a lady oh, ladybug. Yeah, bro, you know what? Let's talk about. Let's I ain't afraid no bugs, fucking Vito. ladybug, bro. Tell, tell me, how would you fight a ladybug? You wouldn't fight a fucking ladybug. Squash it, like, rip its wings like off, bash it with like a all hammer. Right, or now something. imagine you're it, five centimeters tall. I'd do the same exact thing. It doesn't change mm. anything. The bigger they are, bigger they are, the harder they fall. Yeah, absolutely destroyed, like the opening scene of Ants. It would be just fucking destroyed, and I would. It'd be great. Anyway, just grounded. We found that we found that milk carton has four kids on it. I presume dead kids. You're saying I'd be one of the kids? Yeah, every yeah now you're and then definitely we'll find a little tiny kids. skeleton, little tiny kid skeleton. You're definitely one. And every That's time definitely we point like at you, you go, Knoxville, Greg. Throw curtain me. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt's on there too. Me, Knoxville, and Greg are fucking surviving the fucking Outlast trials, bro. We're not afraid of bugs. Vito, do not spoil the fucking. <laughs> I'm just giving a little tease. Oh who's your builder? Just give a little tease. Who's your who's your builder? Who you got building. All right, dude. Your tower. Greg's a builder. Your tower. Are you kidding me? Tower builder. Greg is a builder. Are you fucking kidding? Look, you I, I play games with Greg. He's a builder. Uh, now, Alex and Greg are two different kinds of builders, but Greg's a builder. You guys are making weapons with toenails and shit. That's disgusting. That's fucking gross. Yeah, I do. I have this toenail scimitar I work really hard on. That's disgusting. You're just All right, Vito, can you can you cast literal magic? Yeah, we actually learned magic. That's not even real. You guys sound crazy no, right now. Oh, we learned magic. We, uh, uh, yeah, it's yeah, we kind of hard as raw science, I mean, dude. Obviously, it's it's silly. You know, your kid shrunk down, but, you know, everything in the game up to a certain point, it's just like, oh, you're, you're taking bugs, you're small things and making weapons. And then at one point they're just like, all right, here's three magic stabs. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind Funny, of wacky. I shrank well, that's, that's the bozos. Jumping the shark a little bit, I think. Well, and, and kind of, okay, it's like right at the end of the game, game. they are stabs that relate. Like one is like it does like uh, cold damage, and you you use like a mint to craft it. You're still shooting out like a cone of. All right. Cold. Well, I, I think that's a theory. You've I, been shrunken down, and you're fucking. Brains, your just, brain is swelling and pressing against your skull because what's well, the you've been opposite? Down so for this, long. this is some spoilers. Uh, actually, well, yeah, you guys aren't gonna play. You're not even if you did. You, you wouldn't get past Red Ant. There's no uh, dude. They wouldn't get check that far. it. Uh, <laughs> they wouldn't find the Oak Lab. <laughs> they wouldn't get past. Where do I go? Where do I go? They wouldn't. Go. <laughs> uh, no, I think when you get shrunk, the problem is you like raisin up or something, or you shrivel up, and that's what we're trying to solve. I think it's like this. Yeah. Like it's supposed Wait, to be I, that like you did not know, explain like, that well. You raising up, you ra yeah. raising up. You, you know what I'm saying? You shrivel, you shrivel up, up. dog. You sh when you when you get smaller, you sh you shrivel. It's a little something bit? about like the time that your body spends in small state. Like your body doesn't like that, so it shrivels up. You're sh shriveling, but we're kids though, so it's less. Uh, yeah, less kid, kids seem to less but less shriveled for sight that we found in the yard, and he is now just a head in a jar, and he looks like a little pickle. So what's gonna happen when you grow big and you're saying that you were shriveled? Well, we don't know. Your, skin, no, your skin's gonna be too small, so you're gonna burst. That's like yeah. Fucking... That's that's what happened. Because sometimes, okay, so when you get in certain parts of the game, you'll have um, like little cutscenes that'll happen. And that is what happened to like the original people that were shrunk when they they rebigged oh them. They they exploded or whatever. When they embiggened them, they fucking oh my god. They embiggened and exploded oh, them. You know, oh, you guys, I'll tell you one thing, and, 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 and confirm well, this. 
Oh, good. Y'all, you guys are definitely getting that bad ending. Oh, no. Right. Yes, you guys no, definitely. First, first off, bug off. I think they're going to get to the end and like a bird's going to like grab John and What's carry your thing? Him away, and I noticed. And that's the end of it. I called it maybe, I don't know. We, we were still pretty early, maybe halfway through. I, I didn't think we were going to fight. Yeah, you think like, okay, you're small, right? Like, what's a tough thing that you could fight? Like a, like a bird or like a mouse? I it's thought about it. Another it's, human. Well, I mean, a frog. another small human or, yeah. But like, okay, all good examples. But then I thought about it. Like, the game is you killing bugs, right? And that's like a, a certain level. It's not going to have you like tear apart like a fucking mouse, you know? It's like, it yeah, was, I think it'll be too blood brutal for this game. everywhere. Like step, like yeah, like, rivers of blood. Too far. Uh, you know, bug juice is fine, but when you get into stuff with blood and muscles, I, I don't, I don't think they'd go that far in this game. Oh, okay. So far, it's it proved right. You know, I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, because the bugs don't really bleed. You know what I mean? Ah, they just got like hydraulic. You feel nothing when when you kill a bug. I don't you feel know no remorse. Well, I don't. No emotions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I well, actually, I I won't say I feel nothing. I feel I enjoy, like, thrilled you know? when you get that small. You can tell yeah. that they have no soul, right. so it's okay. And uh, last, I've been talking about this too long already. The last weird part of the game, right? We've advanced so far in the story. You know, you advance, like the yard changes a little bit, the smallest bit, you know, fungus spreads. We got to a point where the bad guys are sending in bugs with little helmets to, like, find us and kill us, right? Oh, shit. Well, like, at that point, why don't you just send someone in with, like, a weed whacker and just, like, hop around the yard for, like, 15 minutes, you know? Yeah, what are you doing when you it? see some like, like, like random man trouble to make these tiny helmets and then put them on bugs you, and then get the bugs to attack us and like You can literally just hire like a yard cleaning service like straight up and just have them do their job. Like you don't even yeah. have to what do they, anything like sneaky, like just have them do like what they were paid yeah. for. Yeah. Have them spray um pesticide just all yeah. over the yard. What? That will 100%. Definitely take you. What's you know what's crazy? Spire with like all these zip lines coming off of it. Are the ants getting sentient? <laughs> yeah, <but> <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just something weird. This, dude, on. the zip line being infinite length is an amazing feature of this game. Definitely top feature of this game that you don't typically see. The zip lines that you we've probably talked about the zip lines that you build can be infinitely long. So Alex, like they were saying earlier, has a f- structure that's technically five feet, but realistically more like six feet high. That um has a bunch of zip lines that go to all the different parts of the yard. And I'm talking like getting up to like the very right edge of the upper yard would probably take twenty-five minutes. Wow. Twenty minutes maybe. Wow, yeah, that's I mean, a big man. It was just straight running there. Alex wow. connected the world like Sam Bridges. I was gonna say, like that's like a death stranding ver- kind of ver- feature. Oh, dude, it definitely feels like death training, especially when he's got his network of zip lines going. Yeah. Well, that's, that's grounded. We're near the end. I suspect by next week, we really put in the, the work and not fucking around here in the podcast. We'll well, let me done. say one, one quick thing, just a gameplay thing that I noticed that I don't think we touched much on. Um, the armor and weapon system is strangely more in-depth than I thought it would be, and maybe more than it needs to be. Well, like, it's kind of crazy. You can get up to, like, ten levels on your weapons and then add, like, different elements to it and that kind of thing. It's almost a little intimidating, the amount of choices you have. It's very cool, but, like, I don't know if what I'm doing is good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I fully upgraded the Antlion Greatsword, and then I threw Spicy on it. 
just cause. I don't know if that was like good to do or if I should have kept it mighty, you know? Yeah, I put sour on my sword just for fun. But like, I think we've run into one enemy that's weak to sour. Right. Well, that one enemy quakes in fear. Yeah, it's like a water flea, though, so I don't even think I can use the weapon. Quakes in, the water. in fear. <laughs> All right, but that, that, that is grounded. That, that is grounded, yeah. That's grounded. Uh, wow. Thank you, Greg. That was awesome. That's, Another, cool. I'm, that's a cool kid's game. What else you have? <laughs> you, do, you do place children, but it's not for children, okay? All right. In other news, I, um, I don't know who... Uh, one of our friends recommended this to me. Uh, it's a game that was on sale. It's called Timberborn. Fake. Oh yeah, you're telling me about this game a little bit. And you play as like uh, ah, you're like these the uh, beavers. I actually okay. So there's like a quick little little video story in the beginning. It's set in a time where humans are, I guess, long dead, uh, gone. Oh, the beavers outlasted us. The beavers have outlasted us. Uh, well, the description of the game is humans are long gone. Will you lumber punk beavers do any better? A city-building game featuring uh, ingenious animals, vertical architecture, river control, and deadly droughts. Yeah, it's just like a city builder, you know, like SimCity type kind of game. Uh, but you know, the the twist is that your your beavers, you know, yeah. all right. You have little beaver buildings, <laughs> and uh, it's how still does that a, play in the gameplay? It's such a John well, game. Just dams. <laughs> you're just building on the water. Everything's like your city's like a dam itself. Well, so kinda. that's the thing. There, yeah, there's like a it's an early access, so it's still updating. I guess they had their big update too in September. Um, so there's like a small tutorial, but it's not like uh, expansive. So there's like a whole system, where, yeah, where you can build dams, and there's like a you, know, you build your city next to like water, and whatever is next to water like so many tiles out will be like irrigated like you can plant stuff there and like things can live there um and then you get you know a certain amount of tiles away and then it turns to like desert land yeah there's like a whole system of like building dams and like rerouting water but it doesn't Sounds teach like a cool, you any of like, that uh, board game type experience yeah, yeah 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 but it doesn't teach you any of that and it's pretty like resource intensive to build these dams like, I don't know, I sat there for like a half hour to build this dam only to find out that it completely, like, like I mean completely flooded my city. Like, it was underwater. And I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, I, and I say before, but I was like, oh, that was like a half hour. I gotta redo everything I was doing in the meantime when that was built. Those are the worst beavers. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm still, I'm, I'm in the very early stages. I mean, it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam, so... Vito can't refute it. No, I, I I do see that. It looks like a cozy, chill. Yeah. Like some words that are being thrown around. Absolutely. Um, this one uh, review I thought was pretty funny. So I was I I bought this because I was real tired of civilization games that act like fossil fuels are an unavoidable node on the tech tree. Factory builders oh, yeah. that treat the native ecosystem as an enemy to be dominated and city builders that uncritically recreate all the most brutal aspects of present society. Um, it goes on, but that's interesting. Interesting take. Yeah, and that's go. why the humans are gone. And that's Fuck why humans. they're gone. <laughs> Fuck humans. They went down the wrong evolutionary uh, or technology path. 
Yeah, well, and I've seen that in the map. There are actually, like, ruins. I'm assuming that I can, like, break down and find stuff in, but I haven't got anywhere near that ability yet. Uh, yeah, so, I, I, like I said, I've just scratched the surface. I've only played, I played, like, the tutorial, and then, like, I played a few hours after, but then I realized, like, my city's not laid out very well. So I feel like I'm just going to restart and try and do better. I'll be a better beaver uh, in my next life. Yeah. But I'm digging it. I give it two thumbs up so far. Cool. Um, type. I mean, I do too, but... <laughs> yeah, no, 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 As soon as you said it's a game about beavers in the post-apocalypse and it's, like, impenetrable because there's very little tutorialization, I was like, oh, that's John. Written all over it. They're just doing their best out there. Yep. Uh, I don't think I... Yeah, I don't think I watched anything this week. Or I... Nothing. No. I don't watch shit. All right. Why? Uh, so- solid round table, nonetheless. Yeah. yeah, that's about All it. All right. Thanks, Sean. I'm excited to play more Grounded. Um, Me too, dude. Me too. At the same time, kind of don't want to, if only because I don't want it to end. It's such a fun little world to explore, you know? Uh, it hits it really me the is. way that, that survival games usually don't. For me, that, that's what I keep coming back to. Like, we meme a lot, but like, the construction, the realization of the concept of uh, Honey, I Shrunk My Kids, they, they they totally nailed it. All the different biomes and, like, things, like, different set pieces and, like, fun things to find. It's genuinely 100%. a joy to, like, run around and explore the world. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's just, and they, and they pack so much in there. You, you see the yard and the surface, but then there's, you know, uh, you know underground areas, under this areas, or just things you wouldn't even think that. Yeah. yeah. Uh and, and we talked about it a little bit before we started the pod. I, I really don't think they're going to do like a Grounded 2 or... Oh, or yeah. Even, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Or even major DLC. I, I think maybe they'll do a small content update. I'm not sure what their plans are exactly, but I, I don't think we'll see anything further. And while that is a bummer, I'm not really sure where else they can go, you know what I mean? Besides, without getting like redundant, like, oh, here's Tier 4 and just add... Different you know, whatever yard. Bar. I could see that, but I mean, what are they? What are you gonna do? You know, it's still gonna be just the same thing with like a different environment, I guess. I, I guess I, I don't know. No, I mean, I'm I'm also on the same page. Like, I keep thinking, like, what would I want as a DLC? You know what I mean? I can't. I really the only thing I would want as a DLC, the only thing I would really want is just like a, a, a replay mode, where, like I said, where they don't limit you to four people and you can just go crazy. But maybe there's some sort of limitations in the game engine that are that are holding two four people. There's like a reason for it or something. I don't know. I, we still don't know why there was five slots in the kid thing. That's true. Green well, Ranger. that's grounded. That's your round table. Um, maybe next week. Maybe the week after. We'll, we'll report our final score. Oh no! Which... I think we are gonna next. I'm telling you, but next week, dude, we got it. All right. Well, all with right. that said, with John's round table, with all these bugs slain, I think it's time for our podcasters to get a little break, get themselves a drink to drink, come back refreshed, and we'll continue with Greg's round table, then mine, and I think we'll skip Vito's tonight and go straight into the news. I think probably will skip my round table. I think by the time it gets to me, my round table will be all used up. We'll see. Typical. About that. Yeah, the, I I think before you joined Vito, 
Uh, let's do it the random list generator, which is how we listeners a little behind the scenes magic. That's how we do the round table order. I was in the random list generator. And I was joking that I hate you, dude, because it, it puts you at the bottom yeah. a lot. <laughs> I would take screenshots. Right. I don't care. Needed, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say my piece regardless. It doesn't matter to me. All your topics John, get sucked called? out like a world vampire. Oh, that was grounded. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Uh... <laughs> right. No, <laughs> what, what, what no, 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 go, go go ahead. You said it. What do you think it was? Commit to, commit me to what you said. What did you? I think? thought it was. Uh, uh, honey, I shrunk my wife's kids. <laughs> honey, I uh, honey, I shrank the bozos. I'm just a child. Dude. I don't know why you're bullying me. Yeah, game. Like, I don't. I'm not. I'm, think, I'm not the grown up who got shrunk. I'm just a kid. These guys are lame. I got kidnapped too. It's not even like my fault. Break! 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 Spoilers for Twin Peaks until one fifteen thirty-two. We talk about Twin Peaks. We could do our Twin Peaks segment in the break. Yeah, just get. We'll just we'll just hit up all three seasons. All right. Uh, you got one sentence, season one. No, not not our pod, but like our our update where we're at. We um, could do that. It's kind of kind of not really a break segment, but where are we, Vito? No, that's right. You know, the, the listeners need a break as well. Right. They and who gives a shit, this... really, except us anyway. That's true. All right. Yeah, yeah. Who, so who where are we at shit about any of this? Oh, we are? Okay. I meant the opposite of what you're saying. But we're at, no, we're... no, no. I was, I was agreeing with you. I was going the way I was saying. Wait, okay. no. No, hang on. I was saying, let's do it. Okay. Well, we're, we're uh, we watched, we have two episodes left in season three. And the last episode was a fucking banger, dude. He's back. Coop's back. He said, uh, little guy, what's his name? Uh, Mike. He said, are, are, are you back? Or he said, are you, are you there? Are you all there? And he said, 100%. Yeah, he said, yeah, he asked, are you there? And he said, I am the FBI. Yeah, that was sick. Uh, that was such a great scene. Like you said, you said that made you smile. I agree. That made me smile. I was smiling I was, like a madman the whole time. Yeah. Um, I, I was like caught off guard. I guess we'd spent so much time with Coop in Dougie Jones' body or whatever you'd call that, um, that I almost, I knew he would come back, but I thought maybe it'd be like the, the penultimate or the season finale. Um, I was not expecting in that episode and that was awesome. It felt good. He came back. He was in control. That whole episode was very wholesome to the point where I was, I, I kind of, it made me think about the season as a whole and how dark it started. Like the first like five episodes were incredibly dark and I was so surprised at how, how far along it came where like there's like some episodes that are really fucking wholesome almost as a whole like that one well at the same time you got the fbi guy yelling at his rookie yeah get like, the fuck out there well well that's what i'm saying we were when we were like three or five episodes in we were commenting on how there was no humor in the show at all as opposed to season one two and then when oh, no, you're right yeah when there started being some humor 
it was like I think maybe the first scene was a scene with Andy and Lucy and uh, Hawk in in the sheriff's office, and it felt we, we commented on this that it felt like David Lynch was saying like, "Oh, here's your humor scene," and it felt it was uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. It was wasn't no music very. Playing. It wasn't music playing. Um, yeah, that 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 fun fun whimsical music was not playing. But also, just the scene itself felt kind of like forced and felt more we felt the felt more weird than funny. Yeah, you were um, more thinking, "What the fuck is going on with Lucy?" Yeah, like this is a weird vibe change. Uh, yeah, Lucy seems like just like off her rocker. She's not making any sense. Um, it, it was just a weird scene. But now, coming to the season end, we've actually got some really. Really, honestly, the Dougie Jones, the whole subplot that, or if you want to call it a subplot, has been hysterical. Um, on its whole, it's been very funny. The Dougie, even Jones. still, that last episode, I was I was laughing my ass off when uh, we cut we cut to inside the car and Cooper has just explained things to the Mission Brothers and they're just like stunned silence and they're like, huh? Yeah, I was the like, Mission Brothers was like, are great. I was not expecting Cooper to just explain everything. Yeah, me neither. The Mitchum brothers have been uh, just lovely. They're so funny. Um, the the police have been hysterical, and the Dougie Jones plot. I think when you're watching it, and you know, even like eight episodes in or something like that, you're still you're not sure where it's going. You're wondering why your beloved main character has baby brain, and it doesn't. It, it feels depressing and. Um, sad to see the main character like that. But now that I could take a step back, now that I've seen up to the next episode of the penultimate episode, it's just a slow burn to a really funny plot <laughs> so far. I mean, it's like a Mr. Bean movie or something like that. Like how Dougie Jones just kind of like improves the lives of everyone around him, almost like, not almost, accidentally in a way. Um, just kind of stumbles into making everyone everyone's lives better around him and bringing this family together and then having that that wholesome scene where Cooper's addressing them in the casino, telling them that he's going to leave, but he'll be back. It was just a nice, a nice plot. Um, I, man, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot more confidence in David Lynch after watching uh, the season, too. I know, there was a lot of scenes early on where I was like. Man, this stuff's weird, even for Twin Peaks standards. And I'm not sure how it's going to play into the main plot. And, like, every single one of those scenes has proved to be significant and explained. And I was very happy with that. No, I, I feel that for sure. So I'm excited for the last two episodes. And I'm, I'm, I agree with you that I'm also sad because... Uh, It'll be over, and that'll be, be it done. for Twin Peaks. What a special, what a very special show. For sure, dude. One thing, you're, you're mentioning everything had a reason. Uh, apparently, a top theory that, uh, that has been soft-confirmed by Mark Frost uh, regarding the first episode where we see the glass box, and then something comes out of it and kills those people. Yeah. Apparently that may have been initiated through sex magic is why they came through and they started heating up. What? 
Yeah, think about that. No, no, no. I, I'm lost. You're saying that that thing but, that came through the box was initiated because those two people started to get a little frisky? I think so. That's what's implied, at least. And and you're you're alluding that that's significant to the greater plot, something that I haven't caught on yet at this moment. No, I'm just saying that. You're just saying in general that that's a weird. Yeah. Uh, that makes me think even more because I assume that that whatever came out the way you you just told me that makes it sound like that thing that came out of the box is not going to show up again or be ex- explained. <laughs> no, I saw. I was like reading old discussion threads about older episodes. Wait, without. Hmm. The knowledge of the later season. That was just something somebody had stumbled across. Sex magic, huh? That's almost a Red Hot Chili Peppers album. No, I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes. It's, it's been... I think I talked a lot about it. Maybe on a pod you weren't there. But it's been uh, it's been a really fun ride. Uh, like you said, gave me a lot more confidence. I'm excited to see more David Lynch's stuff after this. Um... Yeah, uh, when we it's finish, never, it's think, never boring. Like that, like that's the most general praise you can give. Like it's never boring. Like it's literally yeah. always interesting. Whatever's going on, I'm never annoying. I'm never bored. Yeah, and and the show as a whole, uh, season three as a whole feels different than regular TV. And I don't just mean like the subject matter. Oh, well, just the way it's shot and framed too. The way, it, yeah, the way it's shot, the way it's the way it's paced, I guess, is maybe the main thing. Where and, and you know, this is common knowledge that I guess you know it's kind of shot as a a movie that is uh, how many parts? How many episodes? Has it been? Eighteen. Eighteen, like an eighteen-part movie. But you know, I think to the average person, um, you'd say, well, yeah, a lot of modern TV is kind of shot very cinematic and, and a lot of these modern TV shows with high budgets seem like each episode does seem like a movie. So that's not that different, but this one is a little different. It has something to do with the pacing, how, I don't know how, how I think in modern TV, you know, each episode of a show has to end with some big blockbuster like hook to get you to, to watch the next episode. I'm not saying this doesn't have that, but it feels more subtle. It feels like this is more of like a slow burn and a carefully plotted season um, than some dopamine drip television show where where the final episode has to have some sort of twist or something like that. For sure. I'm sorry, the, no. the final, final 10 minutes has to have some sort of twist or something. Like almost every episode ending on the Roadhouse, for example, like the, the way it's framed in, as a show does feel like something that is like genuinely 18 parts and not like, you know, it's mm-hmm. almost like it's the you don't have an expectation that each episode is a self-contained story almost. You know what I mean? We're seeing like bits of a thread develop over time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that whole ending on a road, ending on the roadhouse, just really solidifies that this vibe is so carefully curated, unlike any other show. Um, it's just the the feelings, the soundtrack. This guy's never also, watched the anime before in his life. It's also carefully intertwined. Um, Let me tell you about something called One Piece, if you no, want to talk about I'm intertwined. Probably, you know what I'm saying? Everything you just said, you know, just like... That's just, <laughs> just what you the, expect. Did you think I was talking about One Piece the whole time? Uh, I mean, I thought you should have been. Mm. 
Yeah, but like, you know. What? So wait, what, what's <laughs> the deal? We're, we're, with... ta- we're talking about a show that has on what? 60 minutes of straight content. Not, oh, I got to skip the past five minute five or six and I got to end before minute 20. Did they do that? Yeah, they, yeah, they do that. It's like 14 oh, minutes. Okay, let me. Uh... Well, well, hold on. Let's get let's get back. Let's get to the fucking the nitty gritty. We had a bet with Greg, didn't we? We did. What, what was the bet, Greg? dude? Greg blew you guys out of the water. What are you talking about? No, we no. had. What was the? What was our bet? Watched like quadruple no. the amount of content you guys did. No, but I know we he said did, that Greg had to get to like, a certain episode. It was like episode we a thousand. The show. Yeah. And he has not. No, he said he was going to watch the whole show. We agreed on episode 1,000. I think that's, yeah, I think episode 1,000 before we finished everything, including the movie. I guess you should uh, probably listen to my roundtable then, Mm. shouldn't you, bud? Oh, no. Wait, wait, Flask, roll back. He couldn't have, could he? Well, you haven't finished yet, right? You said? No, we got we got two episodes left, but we're gonna F- finish keep, it. Keep probably keep rolling back until you remember what what the bet was, Flash. All right. Well, F- well, Flash is scrubbing. Are we back from break? Have I think we, we are indeed, and returned? I just got to know, Greg. What have you been right. doing the last week? But question number two, and maybe even the more important question, is what episode of One Piece are you on? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm on episode 948 of One Piece. Oh Jesus God, Christ. Say, I thought you were going to no, say I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm oh. just kidding. I'm on episode 856. That's still dangerous, view. He's within 150 episodes of the goal. He could do this. And I'll be we honest, only I've... have two hours of TV left to watch. We could do it. <laughs> I've been taking well, I've taken off a few days of what I only watched like an right. episode. Yeah, you know, first of all, it was stacked against you to begin with. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've watched like 10 hours of stuff compared to their like w- I, one hour. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm not, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that. disagreeing about that, but I, I thought it was a ridiculous, bet, I thought it was a ridiculous gamble originally. I've even yeah. had like a 20 minute episode to watch and it's been like a the month. Bet was the bet was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're, they're straight 60 minutes each. I'm just saying. <laughs> Andy, let's throw Vito under yeah, the bus. But you know, if we, if we watch the whole, we watch the whole thing. We don't just, skip no, past the first yes, five saying. minutes. It's just like <laughs> one piece, dude. I'm sure that it has an intro that cuts in 15 minutes into the episode. And then they do a 10 minute recap. <laughs> You're probably starting 25 minutes in. 10, 10 minute recap? Yeah, it, it just scales. Bro, we watch the credits in, in Twin Peaks. We sit there and watch the full credits. In Twin oh, yeah, Peaks. It's okay. Not a yeah, joke. So that's another five minutes. And then they show you what's going to happen in the next episode. That's another 10 minutes. <laughs> you guys are only watching five. 15 minutes of right, 15 so minutes yeah. of content. Great. So we're yeah. watching about the same amount of content. Well, yeah, really. <laughs> to put it into perspective for our listeners out there, uh, averaging, and, and, and mind you, this is kind of a generous average. I think I did 15 epi- minutes per episode times 150 episodes. Greg, you only have a little less than 38 hours of content to watch. I can bust out like a hundred episodes a month usually. And how many episodes did you watch during this podcast? Oh, hundreds. 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 You have them I open have, up I in have, uh, different windows. I have four, di- I have four different windows I, I'm pretty, open and they're all playing at four times speed. I'm pretty sure that uh, Greg, uh, 
when he made that bet was in the 600s. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, yeah no, it might have been the 600s. Yeah, he like, goes to sleep ago. with it with headphones on. He's just absorbing the VR headset on One Piece. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I actually, I, I dream. I, dr I uh, put on my headset and I'm on the sunny. I like to uh, sleep on the sunny with the sun over my head. This oh. weekend we finish Twin Peaks. I would do it for sure. We'll see. What do you we'll got, see. Greg? What's going on with uh, you? Besides One Piece, uh, not really much. Piece, everybody. What the fuck? So what you I said, eight sixty. Spoilers for One Piece until one twenty two eighteen. Uh eight fifty six. You just uh, had a main character die, if I remember correctly. Uh yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that a really, really uh, like risky shot, John. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. It took me, it took <laughs> no, me a I second. Know, he said <laughs> what? I know exactly where he's at. What if that was like at eight seventy? I know where he's at. I know, I know he where knows where at. I'm at. Well, first of all, it's a meme because it's like a, a shitty character. But. Well, it's uh, as I uh, like Lu to call Luffy him, died again. Uh, his name is uh, his name is Pedro, who he's talking about, and he's a uh, he's literally Cat Zoro, as I like to call him, or Jaguar Zoro, where he has one eye like Zoro, he's a swordsman like Zoro. And he wears green like Zoro. He's literally just Cat Zoro. And he ended up killing himself to uh, try to beat a bad guy. And the bad guy still didn't get killed. Oh, dude. Like... He fucking Krillin'd himself? He exploded. Oh, he no, he killed himself. He Chiaotsu'd himself. Hey, there you go. Chiaotsu, sorry. Yeah. Krillin and, didn't do uh, that, dude? No, yeah. It was Chiaotsu, yeah. And basically, they found out that he didn't, like, you know, kill him. And everybody on the enemy team just started laughing at him. Like, oh, did you, we really did that? I can't believe it. And now they're going to bake a cake or something to uh, stop Big Mom. It takes a long time. Takes a long time to bake a cake. Uh, Luffy just got killed for like the eighth, eighth or ninth time. He just got killed by Mochi, which is pretty cool. The funeral expenses alone, pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's really uh it for One Piece. Uh, game wise though, uh, I bought Teardown. I don't know if I talked about that last week. Oh, cool. A little no, bit. Yeah, so. you guys, you guys mentioned a little bit. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's um, I got like three hours in it. Uh, it's a cool game. I was doing. I was messing with the mods. Uh, last time I played. Uh, pretty crazy stuff that people make. Like some guy made uh the revenge sword, and I was just able to cut mission. What'd you say? I want you mess with the mission. Uh, I am. What was the last mission I did? Um, I have to collect GPSs, and I'm not fast enough to collect the GPSs. Well, here, here's the secret so I'm optimizing. I'm optimizing my strategies. The secret to teardown is that it's a puzzle game. More than like a racing game or anything else. Like, there's always a. I don't want to say always. There's almost always a really simple way to get everything done. Oh well, yeah, I'm sure. I just like doing like very odd ways of doing it. Like, uh, sure. No, yeah. One fun. thing, like one way I had was I ended up uh, like smashing like a bunch of stuff, and I just took all the garbage and I dumped it in the river basically to make a bridge so I could just walk across it to get to the uh the next part of the uh pick something up and leave i need it's a very that uh, game i got a. Um, it's very cool i got a, a little ways into part two i played it before part two came out 
And then I played a little bit of part two, but um, not a whole lot. I need to finish it up. Uh, yeah, so that we did, I did, that was cool. Um, shit, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, uh, I've been playing more Judgment. I played a shit, like, about maybe 10 hours of Judgment the last week, carving through that. Had you played that, that is before? That like a, uh, no, I've not. This oh, is my okay. first time playing through it. Um, I like it. Uh, not, probably not as much as Yakuza, but, uh, I think it's, it's cool. I think I may have cracked the case, uh, in like the last, right before the podcast. So I think I know what's going to happen. Uh, oh, really? Oh, is it what you fucking think? Is I'd like I think so. Oh, yeah. Greg is smart. Spoilers for judgment until one twenty-five fifty-eight. So what my theory is, is, uh, I don't remember Wrong. what the hell's the name. I think it's 89 is the name of the, 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 like the main medicine plot point that cures alzheimer's i think that the one guy who made it uh sono i think his name is i think he used it on the one guy with alzheimer's for human testing and it just straight out killed him or it did something like made him crazy or something and i feel like he used that medicine again on the uh the one dude um the one guy who uh yagami gets off uh for killing somebody I think he used it on that, and that's why he went crazy and uh, killed his girlfriend and burned down the place. I think that's like an effect, and that's why they were like, oh yeah, he was drunk, but it was an effect of the medicine. So I think that's what I think. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Literally. Yeah, I, I wish I could... I, I did beat the shit out of uh, the captain, uh, Hamura. I found him, and I, uh, I beat Hamura. him pretty bad. It was pretty crazy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I like that game. I'll probably be done with that uh, by next time. Um, Gotham Knights, you're still playing that with Kurt. Got a good chunk of that out. Uh, Kurt is Robin. I'm Nightwing, as always. The cities have never five, been safer. I'd give... I've only had one crash, and that was to go to a main mission. And uh, when I loaded the game back up, it just put me in the same spot. So I was like, all right, that was not a big deal. Uh, so far, this game... Eight out of ten, I like it. I like. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty decent. High score. Yeah, high score. It could just suck at the end, but uh, like we've uh, who have we fought so far? Uh, Mister Freeze, Harley. Uh, we fought Clayface once. Uh, that's about it. I think we're uh on our way to shit. Who are we? I don't know who we're going to fight. I actually think we're going like helping Penguin do something, as of, at this moment. But. Wait a second, he's a bad guy. Penguin is legit now, or so he says. I may have had I may have stopped a few of his organ uh trafficking, but he he's legit every other way. Alright, well. Uh but yeah, that, that's that's got the mites. Um I don't know why no one's talked about this. Andy, I guess this was gonna be your thing. So dark the darkness. I was gonna leave her be though. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, no, no. Let's go. Let's go ahead and get it up there. Now you said it. I was gonna talk about it. Well, I can. Well, we can leave it for Vito, and I can talk about the other one. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're in it. It's dark. It's dark and darker. There is a so alpha playtest. Apparently, the second one. We missed the first one. I did not know about this game until this playtest. 
Dustin, our friend Dustin just popped out and he was like, Oh, actually he found out from Alex, um, about this game and that there was a free play test. And we hopped on that day, me, Andy and Dustin and played for like six or seven hours straight, maybe eight, I'm, eight hours straight of that game. I've never really been into the Tarkov like idea, like the formula Same. of like losing your loot and everything. Like I was like, ah, Definitely. well, I'm going to spend all my time doing that. But for some reason, having that onto the fantasy aesthetic is really working for me. Uh, I think it's just like the combat's a lot of fun, dude. It's like a D&D fantasy like Escape from Tarkov like game where you're going through um, not procedurally ge- generated dungeons, but like uh, some of the loot is procedurally generated. Um, there's three different dungeons. Um, and, you know, it's got all the trappings. There's, there's a circle closing in on you. Uh, there's an escape method that doesn't necessarily require everybody to be dead. So as a very could... fun escape method that I, I think is is pretty unique to this to this game, right? Let's let's just mention what like th- there are portals. There are like stones that pop up at a certain point in the game. You know, similar to any battle royale where there's escape points, but only one player can escape through that portal, and then it goes away. So I think it's a fun end game where, you know, you you do need to strategically exit because you can't all exit at once. So you think, okay, well, who can we send away? Who do we, who do we need now to secure the rest of our team to victory? You know? Well, that's mostly true. There is at the very, very end of the game, like uh, a three person portal that spawns that uh, is only just, just one or how many are there? there? It's three stones back to back. So, like, you have to interact with each one of the three sides individually, but, yeah, there's only one of those three. That's what I mean, yeah, there's one. Yeah, yeah so your your chances of getting that are pretty low, so yeah, you, slim. You know, you, yeah. You're probably sending people out early. Uh, but no, it's a lot of fun. I was playing as the wizard, you're kind of jumping around between the rogue and the ranger. Um, really, I think I saw most of the classes just from the things people were trying. I was uh, trying, like, really fighter a, and... Uh... Uh, barbarian, barbarian fighter yeah. and that's it yeah. yeah and cleric actually it i was going like, cleric for a while me, oh, me sorry, and kurt cleric. were mopping the fuck up as cleric and wizard i don't know why that duo was so effective i think kurt's just a beast but yeah, that would be cleric for <laughs> we were having a great time wizard for as that DPS. duo Dude, i was loving the wizard you were all over that wizard uh it felt like all of the classes kind of held their own and and they play very differently yeah. Um, and your strategy, there was just a ton of strategy in the game. You could do so many different, uh, combinations of tactics depending on what your party build was. So yeah, that was yeah, just it, an alpha play, play test. The game has a tentative release date of Q4 23. Uh, apparently the last play test was just a month ago and they posted when this one ended that, uh, sometime next week they'll announce when the next one is. So hopefully, you know soon it'd be pretty soon yeah this game felt good if for an alpha or game in alpha it felt fucking good it felt like it could be out now in early access um i'm glad it's not though because there, there no, are I, some I respect things that, that like yeah. i i'd like to see bake some more like uh the wizard skills aren't super great like one of my skills is my spell book like the fact that i know spells is a skill so i'm always going to have that that's always going to be taking up a skill slot um, it'd be cool to see like some interchangeability with spells, like swapping some spells in and out, or even like letting me customize my uses a little bit. Like each spell has like Ooh. five or six casts on it. 
I can see me taking one spell down to five and another spell up to like seven. You know what I mean? Right, right. Something like that yeah. would be pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're adding a class system, a quest system. I'm sure they're going to add more options for uh, partying, uh, like like as as a solo queue. Because um, right now, if you solo queue, you just show up by yourself, and it's fucking hard playing by yourself. It's fun. They they did but actually say d- that d- uh, they're they can't say anything yet, but they are working on a solution to that. Hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, the game felt good. I know the game is is janky, but I found the jankiness like kind of charming. And you know, who who's to say whether I'll feel that way after playing like a lot more of the game? Maybe I'll start to get frustrated. But I, I, I enjoyed it because I felt like even though the combat was janky, it, it was even for everybody. Like everyone right. was dealing with the same kind of stuff. It wasn't like janky, like, um, I don't know, like in a network way where somebody had an advantage over me. It was just no, the, the, the combat animations of swinging your sword are kind of just they're rigid. And uh, there's not really a way to block. Your friend, your you friend got in front of your magic blast. You didn't blast him. Everyone's getting stuck in a door a now and then. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, I didn't feel um, like anything was happening where I was like, fuck, man, like, that feels bad. And, you know, not to say that that's the truth. I know, like, I, I heard Kyle the other day was getting pretty frustrated at the game, but um, I, I didn't feel bad by any of the jankiness. It just felt like a charming game that, that was very... Uh, I don't know, hard, hardcore in the, yeah. in the, the, the sense of the word. Yeah. You guys mentioned the down portal thing, right? No, we didn't. Oh. Yeah. That's another cool thing about the exit system that you could either leave or you could jump through these red portals that pop up that lead you to a harder version of the map uh, with different enemies, harder enemies. And of course, less people, because like, less people have made it that far, you know? Yeah, I guess less people by nature because less people are willing to go into those portals or, or could have made it that far. So it's that old risk-reward, you know. Yeah, that's cool. And it, I, I could not gather whether you were memeing or not, Andy. The, this playtest focused on level two or that's not Yeah, true. no. That, I mean, I didn't see this from a developer, but I saw multiple independent people commenting that the devs have said that... Uh, Alpha playtest two was on the second was focusing on the second and third level of the dungeon, so there is uh, intended to be a first level before the level that were that we played the two. Yeah, because the played. mobs are the mobs are like incredibly difficult. They take a ton of hits and they do a lot of damage. So... They're not. They're actually not. Well, I mean, all I do as a wizard is dam is damage, but none of them are too bad for a wizard to handle. I mean, I at this point, I know how all the enemies behave. So, like, I know the skeleton's going to swing, and then I could get in, like, two stabs, and I run backwards, and then he does it again. But, you know, if there's a couple enemies, they're very hard. They're hard mobs. They're harder than what you'd experience in other similar games, I think. So That's for um, sure. It, it's interesting to know that that's, that's the second level. The first level will be easier than that. Um, this game was fucking sick. I, I'm so glad that we found out about this game. I don't know if I would have found it out if it weren't for my friends bringing it up. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't out. ignore all my friends it, praising it, the shit it, out of it. <laughs> you enjoyed it, Flask? Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I think the first night you hopped on, I felt like me and Andy were fucking tired. Oh, yeah, you guys were It was were like cooked. your first time playing. It's so like I wasn't able to like really 
explain things. No, I was not tutorialized super well, but I got the hang of it. And then yeah. and then I continued to play a few more sessions. And as I said, me cool. and Kurt were were doing great as the duo, wizard and cleric. Sick. Shame it's not yeah, still going on. I would love to play after the pod. What's that? It's a shame it's not still going on. I would love to play after the pod. Yeah, it's a shame it ended at all. I mean, seriously, I I, I can't remember a, yeah. like a play test where I felt that way, where I was like, I need the fucking uh, party animals. <laughs> That's the only other game. Why do, why do you like, guys keep bringing this game up? Just this this game should be out now. Why is this in play test? I wonder if there's going to well, be I mean, a beta party. period. For Greg, Greg, are you done with your roundtable, by the way? No, I wasn't. Greg didn't even get to I'm say sorry. anything about this Did game. Did you say here. anything this about this game? Discussion. I didn't even get to. What do you got? About... What are your thoughts? You have any anything to add? Throw it in. Throw it in the mix. Yeah, the game was fun, <laughs> and that's about that's dark and darker, everybody. Uh my last game I want to talk about uh, uh, is a game that I had a lot of fun playing. It was the Outlast Trials, the closed beta for it. Yes. Uh, that came out. It was like a weekend thing. I think I played like 12 hours of it. I fucking love that. That was so much so fun. What is the nature of this you game? played 12 hours? Oh, dude, I played that game a lot. I even played it by myself. So this is, you know, Outlast, right, yeah, Flash? I played, yeah. I played the first Out two. I don't think I finished. Yes, yeah, so this is this is a multiplayer Outlast game. Yes, it is a cooperative Outlast game. Uh, where I believe the initial uh for this closed beta, it was only the one trial. Uh, snitches get stitches. One map. Uh, yeah, yeah one, one map. Objective map. Um, I think and release it's gonna have like five maps. Uh, but dude, I. This fucking game was cool as hell. I I thought I didn't think it was gonna be that great, you know. I thought it was gonna be uh like just okay with like co-op. Uh but there were some pretty tense moments in that game. Uh like I feel like they really nailed the uh the horror with the horror outlast aspect with your friends. I think the the fact that I guess I assumed there would be one enemy monster roaming the map, like any asymmetrical multiplayer horror game. But I think the cool thing about this is like what you said, that there's some really tense moments because there are multiple roamers, raiders, monsters. Yeah, they there's call them. multiple people on the map. Uh, the AI is so nuts. Like I, I've watched, I watched AI uh, go up to doors, close them, like, un like unlock it, uh, latch them up to lock door. I, it's uh, some guys hiding under desks hiding in lockers waiting for people to come by they what down oh you saw people monsters hiding monsters under hi desks like shit. yeah like like those do like small home like homeless dudes we kept calling them oh that, yeah uh, run we would, like, yeah no no though that's like a whole different thing that's a uh that's like some illusion thing where uh someone in your group will have the name pop up above them but it'll it'll be like uh, slightly a, different, like a letter yeah. will be off, or like a few yeah, letters will be off. It'll be like Sar Sarkwin instead of yeah. Darkwin. And I think this is a great idea because if you're with randos, you ain't gonna remember a person's name. So you're gonna see that person be like, "Oh, what do they want?" But it's a if they get close to you, they just whip out a knife and they just shank you a few times. Yeah, and I mean, they even just, that's with sus. friends, that was happening to me yeah. often. When I was like, "Oh fuck, it's not. It's fucking eight Arquin." <laughs> yeah. And he just runs, they run up and just stab you a few times, and it's it's crazy. Yeah. I, uh, 
I've oh man, that uh I I think I died I died a few times in it. But uh watching people like uh peer uh, your friends or watching you get like picked up by the enemy or like just you know outright killed is pretty crazy in itself. Yeah. I definitely like that game a lot. One, I have my one gripe with it. Uh I I have a few gripes I guess, but like one of my major ones is uh they have this like co-op thing where uh you can hold up a uh, like the garage door yeah and uh to go in and out uh but when you hold it and you let go of it it stays up for a little bit which i get for your if you're solo but i feel like for uh like if you put like another person that shit should just drop instantly when you let that go unless someone's holding it make you guys have to work together so like one person you you lift it up one person goes under they hold it up you go under drop it done I agree with you, except I think think about your queuing with random people and you like hey, someone doesn't have a that's mic. just a trial, dude. Yeah, but I think it works fine. Actually, I was going to mention when you were talking about how like the tense moments, I thought things like that, um, the doors that you have to help each other open up. Um, those moments were really fucking tense. And that was a good use of uh like adding multiplayer to the Outlast formula, I thought. Yeah, I think um, I think it was you I was with where like there was a guy right behind us and we had just found a like a two player door. I was like, Yeah, you're like sprinting the to door. the door. Yeah. yeah Someone help just, me, you know. Or or there was there was a couple spots where like I could boost you up. So I was like boosting you into Yeah, it was cool. Room. You boosted me to another room and then just a guy was in the same room and he just started chasing yeah. me. Yeah. You do need each other's help. Um, even if it's not just like reviving your friends. Um you know, sharing resources like batteries. Teamwork's a big uh, thing in this. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean to say. I guess is that it's not just. It doesn't feel like just shoehorned onto the game. Uh, it definitely feels like you need to work with your team. And we were playing on hard mode, and it was tough. Yeah, because um, you're, you're uh, completing objectives out there. You're not just running from bad guys. Like there's yeah, you, a lot you of basically get like a set objective you have to do, and then you have to go back to the beginning and escape. Uh, while everybody is like trying to kill you, yeah, and the uh, map, the, the map is like opening up as you're doing it. Yes, and it all like basically you unlock shortcuts which lead like back to the beginning and whatnot. Uh, the difficulty is cool. Um, it actually like affects parts of the map. Uh, like I think on the harder difficulties, they add uh security cameras to the areas, and oh. if the camera sees you, it'll it'll shut a gate that it's like blocking, and you cannot get to that area. You have to like wait for the kid. You have to either leave the area or wait for the camera to move, and you have to sneak into it to get into that area. Mm. Very that uh, adds more enemies, uh, randomized enemies, which is very cool. I was I, uh, not a fan of the. Um, maybe it was just that one character, the gas character, that makes you insane. So what his yeah? So there is a guy that was one of my gripes. Also, I I would was gonna bring up. Is there is a guy after a few uh like minutes in an area, you'll hear an alarm go off and an elevator opens up somewhere and a man a guy comes out. It's a crazy person who has gas. And uh if he hits you with this gas, uh you get this thing called psychosis, and that basically makes you go crazy. You have three bars of psychosis. Uh once you lose your first two, one or your two, uh, you start seeing like things like uh, it's like a Slender Man guy. That's like, I don't remember. You. I keep calling him the Bye Bye Man because it's funny, but uh, it's basically that. And he'll like stare at you. He'll run at you. But if you lose all your sanity, 
he actually uh you go you you uh suffer psychosis and he starts chasing you around the area and yeah. he like starts draining your hell and only you and- could see him it's like a monster that's like just for you yeah ah it smells so bad i'm going insane ah basically yeah and I, you can like yeah. get like a spray to knock it out there's a I, I think that's cool but i don't know for some reason it was kind of like well the thing is is because i don't know, because only I the, see the, the guy issue with and, it is or with the gas guy i think is that he comes out way too much like yeah, that's what it is but maybe, maybe he's only it, on that was, one map true we don't know how the other maps are we don't or what goes on in there they could be completely different i hope the, but, ma- like, the enemies are like randomized per map not randomized like i hope they're specific to the map i think that'd be yeah, I think that'd be cool. I'm sure they are. I mean, that's it. Looks like like uh in the prequel or like the prologue thing, you see uh this uh I think her name's Mother Goose. It's this uh big lady with like a goose uh sock puppet that has a drill in its mouth. Uh, she's that's gonna be stupid. like the second killer for uh. Okay. The, There's uh, definitely second, gonna be some cool ass maps. This map was a police station. Yeah, I'm this sure is a be big like police station, a mansion or something. You have to hospital. uh. You have to guide a uh, a snitch through to an electrocution electric chair, uh, and you have to like find keys in this whole thing. It's very cool. Oh, that's another uh, thing. the The theme, like it, you know, the hub area where you're like patients that are like basically being like brainwashed and shit into doing these objectives, which are clearly. Like, I love the hub room. You're, you're I doing think the, someone's bidding. The player hub is so cool. It's uh, it's basically like this bit or this basically a prison. Uh, you get your own bedroom. You can customize it however you want, which I like. Uh, you can uh customize your character, get all these weird clothes. I'm sure they'll add more, whatever. Uh, but people can like see in your room. If you have people in your party, they can go in your room. Very funny. There's there's random other players. There's, yeah, those in, other in random people. I saw Jeffrey Epstein in there at one point. That oh, was shit. crazy. Uh, That's pretty wild. <laughs> I, what I you, think can you, I, you you could like arm wrestle anybody, I guess. Is there anything yeah, else you to could. do with random <laughs> players? Or are they just there? Um, like- I I'm not a hundred percent. I think there's two shops: there's a pharmacy and uh, an engineering area. I feel like those are gonna open when the main game comes out, and that's where you buy like upgrades and whatnot. So maybe they'll advance on like stuff you do with other people out there. Hmm. Uh, but I don't know. But uh. Yeah, and then there's like a big exit at the hub, and it's like, "Hey, you've done it. Uh, be reborn here." And if you walk up to it, the door just shuts in your face. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool, cool hub area. I'm curious to see if maybe there's more to it. Like, I don't know, queuing with random. I want to see when shit or... hits the fan and all the all the people rise up and we go after Murkoff. Oh, well, if this is some sort of like live service maybe that'll be one of the scenarios or something is that what this is gonna be a live service i, thing? I, I mean i don't know maybe you wouldn't call it a live service but i think like it's a well game i mean that, like they're gonna add like multiple maps, multiple multiple maps and whatnot yeah like seasons basically yeah that's right I yeah um, I, don't, I don't i i don't know i mean that'd be cool i definitely would like to see uh more trials than you know the five but sure. whatever I, I was just trying to click around it doesn't seem like they're being pretty cagey about when the game's coming out and when there might be another test or anything. I was going to I had to download I, re- I really hope play. they do another test. Um but what I played was super good. I had no problems. It just it felt like a good Outlast game. Uh yeah. so I'm I can't I cannot see. I mean, I don't know what other levels they have done of them, 
But uh, where they're at now, I, I think it's pretty great. Yeah, I think the price is definitely going to affect whether I, I buy this or not. This is like a solid, like, $25 game at the moment. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. I'm dead. Great. And honestly, we can, we can kind of just breeze on past me because I, I kind of aired my bag out in everybody else's roundtable. Talk about Grounded and Dark and Darker. That's really the only things I came prepared with. And my bag is also aired out. What's with all these empty bags? That mean, Darker and, and Outlast. Does that mean it's news time? Well, Flask, you didn't you didn't like my original? Oh, never mind. We we both posted the thing. Okay, you had a more reasonable title for it. Uh, one of the news articles we'll get to here in a minute. Uh, too violent for Nippon. The Callisto Protocol has been canceled in Japan. Oh yeah. Where what is uh, what what is what is nipping? Are you serious? I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like reading the copy. That we have determined that Japan. the game cannot pass. Oh, we have determined that the game cannot pass the Sarah rating in its current state. I assume the Sarah rating being the Japanese equivalent of the ESRB or Peggy. I cannot wait for this game. Dude, Blister Protocol Japan. is gonna be so fucking crazy. Can't wait. Yeah. Usually they just um, censor um, games for Japan, but apparently this one, the gore was too intrinsic. Too, <laughs> was, yeah, too it was gory it was just to too too deep in the core. Yes. Yeah, because don't they do that? Not just like censor it by putting something over it, but like don't they in Japan just like like black out a whole scene. Uh, they'll black out parts. Um, I know for Village, like black for example, the, the screen while like a scene's happening. Oh, I don't think they black the screen. I think so. I think they put like a giant black bar over it usually. I think I saw in like some sort of thread like there are some games where it will just go black screen to censor like a whole scene or something like that. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> what that's the fuck do I crazy. Know? Uh, but yeah, this is uh, no. It bodes well for your sensibilities, Greg. How violent is this game going to be? Yeah. Am I going to watch myself get like ripped apart? Literally ripped apart? Yes. You probably won't be ripped watch, apart. I'd have to watch. Have More to watch eye surgery. I, I got to say, you probably won't be ripped apart as much as Cliffy B ripped apart the Gears franchise. Oh hell yeah, he did. Is he? Isn't he like apart. a deadbeat for like a while now? <laughs> a deadbeat. Yeah, like. Like what? he's just a he's What do you mean by that word? He's like a spiteful, petty uh hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, kind of. All right, you're coming out real fucking Everything I've heard about Cliffy yeah. B over the past that? 5 That's my, that's well, my like, boy. He said his he said his one game was going to take off and be like the next big thing. Uh what, what was, was that? Uh, Warzone? Warzone? Like Lawbreakers. 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 And then when it what? didn't, people were like uh, or he was like people just don't get it like this game's fucking golden. All right, but you guys didn't get it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, man. That game did look sick, but I, I obviously it ended up being not yeah, good. Well, um, did you play it? No, you know it wasn't good. <laughs> the trailer looked cool though. Yeah, that's my boy Cliffy, man. He says uh, he's talking. What they're they're interviewing him. Yeah, I agree with what he yeah, said. He he sat down with IGN on a, their podcast, unfiltered, and he was uh, unfiltered. And he was unfiltered, and he said that uh, 
Epic didn't really know what to do with the franchise. He ba- he basically painted a story that they kind of needed a game. They had a new engine. They didn't really know what to do with the franchise, but they probably just need, need to bring in some income. Uh, and he said specifically about choice at the end of a recent Gears game where a character lives and dies. He said, and I'm like, dude, really? We committed to Dom dying. We committed to Maria being killed. Yeah, yeah. well, there's two, like, two he's parts He's absolutely that. right. They it's didn't commit to it, but like also, like, I don't know. It's like nothing special. Like, it's just expected you should commit to it. But he's definitely right in the fact that, like, whatever, you haven't played it yet. Sorry. At the end of Gears 5, you get to choose between uh, either JD or Dell dying, both main characters. And there's no way, I mean, obviously, they're just going to pick one of them. And carry it over to gear six. It was just a right. fucking hugely stupid choice. Like, so what he said. Sorry, he says the coalition may have painted you know? itself into a narrow Absolutely. corner. Like, like, I don't know. And we picked that up when we found that out. Absolutely, it's um, just it's just hugely stupid. It's like, what are you? Like they're not going to have two different campaigns or like exactly. Like if if anything, they're you know either it's going to yeah. be uh, the choice is so inconsequential. That's the thing. And they the just subtext like, here is that. They didn't really care to to write a good enough story where it mattered who died. You know, yeah. Or they're just gonna like you know, just pretend half the, the, the shit didn't happen. I don't know. It, anyway, you slice it, it's your six Yeah. But um yeah, my boy came out swinging. I think he's right. Um I didn't appreciate right. Flask Flask coming at him like that. I don't know. Um, I think if you look into the guy's behavior over the past little while, I think you'll find some negative stuff, but I don't know enough about it, really, to, to comment you know, myself. he has been living under a rock since Lawbreaker, so I don't know what he's been doing, but he did deliver Gears of War 1, 2, and, and 3. Those were solid as fuck. Um, so I got my boys back. Alright. We'll see. For now. All right, what's next? What's next? Remedy has provided an update on control sequels, as well as confirming that Alan Wake 2 remains on schedule for 2023. I didn't know or I forgot until this article that um, there is a multiplayer control spinoff coming. Yeah, it's supposed to be four players, a class-based, like, uh action game it's weird but i guess that makes sense or considering right? the i feel like the that's what i at least thought. the control control scheme the the like the gameplay i feel like is exploitable for that type of game uh but yeah i didn't know this either yeah i can't yeah it, they'd have to time it up i think to work with like a, a multiplayer group but mm-hmm. I, I definitely could see it happening yeah yeah that oh, was uh, news to me also even though i'm sure we've talked about it Previously, I think it's cool, man. I loved Control so much that I want to have faith in whatever Control spinoffs. I'm actually even it made me excited for Alan Wake Two, even though Alan Wake One was pretty lukewarm for me. So I'm excited for all these things. I'm excited for Alan Wake Two. I'm glad it's still on schedule. Remedy's apparently working on five games. I'm excited. Be There's two. two we've already talked two. about. There's another one called Codename Heron, which I assume is the Control sequel. Heron uh, like the bird. We, we don't really, right. The the multiplayer game I think is codenamed Condor. Oh, okay. Um 
Heron is a. Oh, actually, sorry. The multiplayer game is called Vanguard. There's a spinoff game called Condor that remains in a proof of concept stage. Seems like a smaller team, smaller budget than Heron. Basically, they're making a bunch of control shit. <laughs> okay. Totally makes sense. That was a new IP of theirs that totally took off. People like that a lot. And it's also like mm-hmm. essentially the. I mean, it's it's newer than Alan Wake, and yet it acts as the connective tissue for the universe now. You know. Right. Yeah. All right. We got some interesting news on the Embracer Group, though. Uh, Square Enix Montreal announced their new name Onama just three weeks ago. The, Embr- the Embracer Group has decided to close the game studio. <laughs> if you don't know, the game studio mostly worked on mobile games, so you probably would have not played or heard of much of what they oh, did. Oh, no. Uh, however, so. we did learn from this news that... Um, Ida's canceled an unannounced game. Ida's is going to be working with Xbox on games like Fable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Fable is apparently still in development. Um, Thank they're working, goodness. They're working on a new IP that's recently been rescoped, and they're working on a new Deus Ex game that's in a very, very early state. Ah. Very interesting. Two, two games that we haven't heard from about in a long time. Yeah, this was the hope after the Embrace Group acquisition that Deus Ex would be revitalized by it and they could get to work on a, another one again. Uh, has Did Eidos Montreal have anything to do with Fable as a franchise previously or is this a whole new... No. Okay, I was going to say. Brand new. I didn't think so. Interesting. Maybe some new blood to the franchise will make the next Fable game actually like worthwhile. <laughs> Maybe maybe it'll make it come out. Maybe it will make it come out. I feel like I've heard about it for like six or seven years now. Yeah, true, true. All right. The Sandman, surprisingly, has been renewed for a second season at Netflix. Yeah, Surprisingly is me, yeah. Right. That, that that's. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is saying that. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I think it did too, well. Yeah. But you were I mean, saying stuff well that too, but... you were saying stuff that made sense also, though at the time of like that Neil Gaiman's behavior seemed to indicate yeah. that he didn't have faith that it would get picked up for a second season at Netflix. He made sure. some comments that made it sound like it might not get picked up again, yeah. or even was canceled. I think maybe in there retrospect, was articles that came out that were speculating it got canceled. Sure, we sure. didn't make that up. But I think maybe in retrospect, he's just been burned before, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> and so he was just like a little bit paranoid about that kind of stuff. So maybe that's why he was being like, sure. thinking about it and preparing. But yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the second season learns. I mean, you always hope this, but hopefully the second season learns from the mistakes of the first and kind of like shores itself up and is at its best in the second season you know they they find their footing hopefully although it's already as you said that's, adapted some that's of what the you stories always I still have not seen it beyond the first episode yeah okay everybody that was a podcast 
That one. That's what oh, they that call it? them. That was that was all the we news. Just... Was it? Oh, that's good. All right. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, that's it. I don't know what's new, what's news what's news with you guys. News? Um, hmm. nothing really. That was that was good. That was a good podcast. Oh, I have some good <laughs> news for everybody. Yeah, World of Warcraft good had its pre patch. Night, everybody. This and the talents good. are cool. I thought you were going to mention. I that, don't care uh, where, but you can cut that. Wherever. I thought you were going to mention that Frieza Pod uh, pillow seat thing that came out. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Also, oh, apparently, yeah, yeah, breakers. Cool. Uh, last, I'm last too game, tall for that, though. Last game coming <laughs> tonight. We play breakers. Uh, it's too easy to summon the Dragon Balls or to summon the Shinron. It's too easy. Yeah. yeah. If I see any of you raiders out there, know I'm coming for you. If you could summon Shenron right now, what would you wish for? Freeze a pod pillow uh, seat. To be able to beat up every raider. I wish you get I stronger. Him. I wish Vito was two feet shorter. You wish I was two feet? No! <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right. That being said, that was a podcast. Appreciate everybody for listening. And catch us next week. Catch some Silent Hill 3 here soon, maybe. Flask, I feel like I forgot to talk about Hurry that. Hurry up and finish that fucking game We're so we can play there. Dino Crisis 2. Yeah, you are really screwing up my vibe, Andy. <laughs> Get it done. Yeah, maybe Dino Crisis 2 will be a three-man stream. I don't know. I could hop on that. Could be. That'd be cool. Everyone's welcome. Especially you, viewer and listener. Especially you, viewer and listener. With that, good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. We always say good night, but we don't know. Like they, like, they could be driving into work right now. Yeah, we make them fall asleep on the road and then they crash. Godspeed. Maybe we say that instead. Or, that is uh, much well, better. A uh, Zane. I, I like Godspeed. I say that normally sometimes. <laughs> Godspeed. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless everybody. Go to see you on sun see you on Sunday. What if this comes out on a Sunday? Then he'll see them there. I don't know what's so confusing about that. <laughs>